Okay, so we're doing this. We're doing episode number 13. <gasps> oh, by the way, this is Conversations with Goddesses. <laughs> I'm N. And I'm M. We like Wowzers. to start every thought with... Okay, okay. so... Um, you know, it's funny, N, that we've realized so many things about, you know, neither of us have ever done a podcast before. Correct. I've done lots of voiceover work, but you have a script. And so, you know, I have a lot of friends who are like, oh my God, I could never, I hate the way I sound recorded. I know what I sound like recorded. I'm not freaked out about that, but mm-hmm. I've only ever really heard myself reading off of a script. So it's so funny to become hyper aware of the little nuances of, the, you know what I mean? That yes. you have that you didn't even realize when you start listening to yourself talking back in a conversation, like yeah. with you, when yeah. I'm like guard down, just being myself. Cause I know I probably talk differently when I'm like with a client, but you know what I mean? Like we do talk like Valley girls, but I think yes. we do it worse when we're with each other. Oh, cause definitely. we feed off of each other. Yeah. And then just a little like, Oh my God. Okay. We talk in unison and I'm used to it listening to myself now. I think after 12 of these, but in the beginning I was like, Oh my gosh, this is what I sound like, but it's also we're real people. So this is, um, this is what it is. I definitely have like my voice over voice, uh-huh. especially like with certain clients where I I, so I used to hate my voice, but then after listening to the podcasts and stuff, I really don't anymore. I just kind of like have accepted my voice, but I like that this is us being us. I do too. I do too. No. I feel like we sound like your friends. Cause we are your We're friends. having happy hour with we, you. We are actually oh. drinking right now. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> we ordered Uber Eats wine. I know. And this is a funny story because Ed and I were kind of going over notes. And I think I said the word alcohol like three times. And then literally my phone was like, ding. And I got a notification from Uber Eats. It's like alcohol is now available for delivery. And I was like, what? Well, duh, we're going to do it. So well played, Uber Eats. And it put a thought worm. <laughs> it did. And I was like, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And kept talking about notes. And I was literally looking at that notification. And I kept telling her, I was like, I now I really want to drink. And I'm like, damn it. And they yeah. got me. And then uh, and then I was like, let's just pull the trigger. We did. And we did. When I do like voiceovers for our friend, G. Hi, G. He likes me to read it like a sexy futuristic robot. Let me hear your sexy futuristic now robot. Now I can't do it. Uh, but whatever. Every client has their own Specific. I guess I'm just used to myself, but like we were saying, sometimes we kind of remind ourselves of cartoons. It's kind of a disservice that people can't see how ridiculous our faces and body movements are that go with the things that we're saying because we are both hand talkers uh-huh. and eyeball talkers, and it's a lot going on over here. It so is. Just visualize <laughs> two cartoons like jumping out of their seats when they say things they get excited about, literally. Spazzy, baby. We well, she like, fits in this family. We're spazzes. Give her that CBD. Yes. That's, weren't we looking at Oh, yeah. Uh, if anybody knows if you can give your dog CBD oil, let us know. Just kidding. We don't want to be like the girl on, um, what was the blind dating show where they like didn't get to see each other? Oh, yeah. Um, um, what? Love is blind. Yes. Why can but I that girl that? got so much flack because when they finally did get to see each other and went back to their homes, they were at her home and she had her dog and she was literally letting her dog drink That's wine right. out of her wine glass like it was a thing. Thing that they just did but everybody on like the message boards and all the like instagram posts were like you're gonna kill your dog you should have that dog taken away from you but i mean the dog was lapping up that red wine do you think that that's something that she does all the time it was a thing she just put put that glass down there like here girlfriend i think annie's asking for some 
wine. We're just kidding. No dogs were given wine during this episode. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so the actual content yes. of our episode. All right, let's start with, okay, the topic being when you've been dating somebody, I guess it doesn't matter for how long, but we're talking like long-term relationship and you know that you're no longer good for each other and the best thing for everybody is to part ways and break up but you still do have strong feelings in some way for the person yes but then it becomes toxic and you just know you want to split up and you're kind of hanging on when you don't want to let go yeah I have recent experience with this um X and I broke up two years ago but I would say literally in the last two years since we broke up we're with each other more than we're not like we're not good at breaking up so but we're single and like we've both dated people and that's where it gets dangerous because it's like you're with somebody that you have like decade plus of history with and all those feelings that go with that but then you're technically not you know bound by the rules of being a boyfriend girlfriend situation but then there's all all like even more questions of like trust and then like because we've kind of come to a crossroads where he is like we need to shit or get off the pot like we're either going to go to therapy and work on this or like this has become like a game like what are we even doing neither of us are getting any younger and he is 100% correct and I'm not saying that he's not he's not somebody that like we broke up and I was like I left him in the dust like I said I hang out with him but like when we broke up we had issues and there was so much toxicity in our relationship but I also still get butterflies when he walks in the door and I'm very passionately like physically attracted to him and when we get along I mean we are each other's best friends we're each other's sounding boards for stuff that's going wrong at work we talk on the phone all day long he spends the night at my house every night so I'm 50% in we'll get back into this like fantasy land of like everything's perfect and we love each other so much and then it goes right back to the toxic shit that caused us to break up the first time and so I know after kind of almost getting an ultimatum of like we have to do this I'm sweating so hot in here but that's also me and like my hormones and like I think I'm about to start my period in the wine it's just me I just I know I should have like sweating through my dress you just poor thing you're like pulling your skirt up and like pulling your sleeves up because I like my dress is wet but it's me too I because I turned the AC off earlier because I was like we won't be home and then I got home and it was like 80 so I turned it on, but then I want to turn it off to record. Yeah, we have to. It's okay. I, okay. I can suffer for the podcast. Maybe okay. I'll sweat out the calories as I drink them. Yeah. So they're negative Sorry. wine calories. Um, I know that it's not fair if he's telling me I I need you to either like be all in with me and work on this or we shouldn't talk to each other anymore and I'm fighting like to the nail because I like almost love the comfort of like that he's there and we have this and I'm almost gotten to the point where I'm willing to put up with the toxic shit that seeps back in for four or five days because I know like we'll be okay enough and I think it's because I'm scared to go out and date people. I'm also scared to lose him. I told you, like, if he died, like, I would want to be buried in the grave next to him. And I also, the thought of him with another woman makes me, like, want to, like, jump through a window. So there's that. But then I also know I don't, I'm not 100% do I want to go to therapy. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I'm literally so torn. Yes. And what did you tell me to do? Yes. Um, a couple of things. Well, first of all, so yes. I did get out of a, gosh, 10, 12-year relationship in October. And it was a different situation in the sense that M still has physical chemistry with this man and butterflies when she sees him. And I, I did not have any of the physical attraction or butterflies for this person. But we'd been together so long and been through so much together that he felt he felt like family. 
family. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't have a big family. And I knew that I was so important to him also. Yeah. And I didn't want to take that away from him. So when we first were breaking up. So you up, had some guilt. I had a lot of guilt. It was uh, October. And then knowing that November. Don't mind my That's board. a wine pour. <laughs> Glass Not number pee, two. It's mine. We're going to have to be calling Uber Eats again. Yes. Um. So that was October. His birthday. <laughs> you see the timeline? This is October. <laughs> His birthday. <laughs> is in November. Ends making a timeline with her pinky <laughs> finger on the table. Where there's not actual numbers, but I see the numbers. I can see them too. Okay, so his birthday is November, in November. Then, obviously, Thanksgiving, Christmas, holidays, etc. And, um... Cuffing season. Uh, yes. Well, before his birthday, I mean, end of October being Halloween, and we would always go out for Halloween. And so... I mean, you gotta get that hoe costume in. But I know! I mean, I mean, black swan. If Mean Girls hasn't taught us anything, it's that that's the one night of the year we're allowed to dress like actual prostitutes. Thank you, Mean Girls. Yes. You know I mean that tongue-in-cheek, everybody listening. It's true. (laughs) So when we started going in the direction of breakup, and we had had two or three breakups in our history that just didn't stick, that were very extremely difficult and exhausting, and this time I felt like for whatever reason I had the strength and I think he was in a little bit of a less controlling place. And so um, it didn't seem like it, it, it felt like something that I needed to follow through with. And I knew and he kept wanting when we first went through that breakup in October, he kept wanting to come back and just say, can we just hang out even as friends over the holidays, mm-hmm. through the holidays? Like that's pretty much all we are now. We're not having sex. We pretty much just like watch movies and order takeout. Best friend roommates. We are, yeah, and we love each other. Yes, and we were like best friends. He was the person I'd call if something funny happened, something great happened, something bad happened. One of my clients said something. He was your sounding board. Yes, and and just all day throughout the day, he was. In fact, I even thought about this randomly. Like I was leaving somewhere yesterday I can't remember where it was and as soon as I got in the car I wanted to like call somebody I almost called you because I just was like even if it was something kind of innocuous he was just the person that I would call to be like oh xyz happened we were just so and I didn't really before quarantine especially well I mean during quarantine too but before I didn't really hang out with any friends because as I've mentioned like my work schedule and my son's school schedule and activity schedule was so intense that the only person I really saw I never even saw in. I know. We really quarantine went. brought us back together. It did. Thank you, quarantine. Thank you. COVID. And being single. Yes, I know. <laughs> and and so at the beginning of that breakup, it was very difficult. I saw him going through such a hard time and knowing that I was the person that if I said, okay, we can hang out, I was the one person that could take that pain away from him at that moment. And he kept saying, let's please just through the holidays. And then he even threw out, maybe we should move in together. Oh, Lord. I Last know. Like I desperation. Know. He was like, well, we've never tried that. And I just think maybe if we were around each other more and da, da, da. And I just kept saying, no, no. And then with the, with the, through the holidays, I just said, I think that will be too confusing. And I just kept sticking to my guns. And the more I stuck to them, the easier it got. But there were a lot of times where I would start to, uh, you have better willpower than I do. I don't know. I don't think, I don't But I also think it helps that you didn't have the like mad passionate love thing. Yes, we didn't. That's the hardest. That is, that is hard because I think that's one thing like as we've been going through the past couple of months and I've kind of been dating different guys and then when that lulls 
and you're like, oh, it's fine. You can like not have somebody for a minute that you're interested in. And then I'm thinking, I didn't have somebody I was interested in for like over right. a decade. Right. And then, and then, and then once that breakup happened, I didn't date for two months. Two months. And then I dated Fuckboy Zero. And then remember, he fell off the face of the earth the beginning of January. I didn't date somebody again until April. Yeah. I kind of was waiting to see what would happen with him. Yeah. So literally, like I really, so now I am like, I want to make up for lost time, I think kind of. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the, so there were times during that breakup that I thought, is this a mistake? Should we just try to put it back together? We've been together so long. We have so much history. And there was that... What was that song? I think it was Ed Sheeran. Sheeran song that was uh, really popular. Then that was about breaking up. That I feel like played on the radio every five seconds. I was in the car. Is it? Was it him or was it somebody else? No, it was somebody else. A uh, breakup song that was really popular, like right then. Um, it wasn't Ed Sheeran. It was. Was it Selena Gomez? No, it was a guy. She's like, um, I had to hate you to love. I had to hate you to love me. Oh, I do, yeah, I do. Remember. I just threw out breakup song. This was. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna say like October ish. Um, now I want to know. I know, I know. It's driving me crazy. Okay, best breakup songs of 2019. Uh, Someone you love, Louis Capaldi. Oh, wow. he's got all the sad ones. That's actually about his grandma dying. Oh, really? Yeah. Just so you know. Oh well. <laughs> anyway, or it's, yeah, like. I think he wrote it because it was like about his, it was like written from the perspective of like his, his aunt, somebody got cancer and died. I forgot. And it was, even if you watch the video though, it's oh. like that somebody's like sick, but it, it, it it's interpreted that way. I didn't mean to rain on that parade. Losing somebody, I guess, in some way. But, um, and I thought too, I thought, how am I going to move forward? Who am I going to call? Like every, literally every turn, every holiday, anything that happened with my son, like he was the person I talked to about my son. I had nobody. And And it's scary too, like that fallback. Like I think about my ex and don't you think ever with like your ex, if I got to a financial place where like I was desperate and I needed to like borrow money or somebody to come change a tire or like, it's that like guy in your life that like as a single mom, like we're independent, but it's also like we did have like things that guys do that was gone. Or, or in my head, I'm like, that's going to be gone. A little bit. And I think and that you, me. I think you do have a little more of that than me because your dad was like that. Yes. And, and, and ex did that. And your ex was like that. Now, for some reason, I have a crippling level of pride. Like when I got in that totaled car accident. I know you do. Remember I tried to get you a surprise present and you got mad at me. Oh, yes. And I really was so excited. I know. And I felt so bad. Oh, and I, I, I your know. reaction to it, I was like, what did I do? I know. I wasn't expecting that at all. Well, let's thing. say what it was. So um, it was a time a couple of years ago when I was going through a financial dip. Yes. And um, felt like for my... And I was going through a financial uptick. So I was feeling, I give away everything I have until I have nothing for myself, but it makes me so happy and excited. That's why your reaction to I was like, oh, I felt so bad. Okay, wait, let's back up. So a couple years ago, I'm going through a financial dip and I feel like I need to like shake things up in my um, like, you know, acting career world. And I thought like I, I need to get like some new headshots. And um, headshots are very expensive. You, you have, have to, to pay for the photographer and the makeup artist. It's like, you know, it's it's like hundreds of dollars. Like, yes. 
Yes, multiple hundreds of dollars. And I just couldn't justify it at the time. And that was also a time when my son was going through a tough period. It was hard at the time. I was like putting stuff on credit cards. It was just like a tough time. And then this one amazing photographer in town, um, I'd reached out to see what his prices were and like- And I well, had just shot with him. Yes, and I loved your pictures. And I was like, well, okay, how about if we just do like one look or whatever? And I was trying to get a gauge for what the pricing would be. And he replied with, um, M is a great friend of mine. I work with her all the time. And as a favor to her and just kind of, I do post his pictures on my social media often. And after I shot with him, he did get he a did. lot of business. So like as, as in return for M promoting his business, um, and me being M, one of her best friends, him and the makeup artist want to shoot your headshots for free. Yeah. And I was like, which is not, but that's not, that's actually not uncommon. Like I have a lot of photographer friends that I work with. We, we we collaborate and they would normally charge their other clients, but they aren't going to charge me because they know I'm going to go promote them on my Instagram page where people like that guy. Yeah. Got a lot of people who right after that signed up. Yes. So, um, so it's beneficial to them too. So it's like paying it forward. So I went and got the headshots done and everything. And they were like the, the nice people, the makeup artist is great. The photographer love is great. Her, love him. And, um, they, yeah, they're the, like the best. Um, so that was a couple of years ago, 2018, 2018. So then fast forward to quarantine yeah. here when, uh, M and I like had, and like, I kept this secret for like two years. So what had happened and I was, was so excited the whole time to tell you, but I just uh, kept it. Well, let's let them let it unfold for the audience yes. how it did for us. So yes. I take the headshots, and um, then a couple years later, I'm chatting with Ed at the beginning of quarantine when we've kind of reconnected. And, and for the record, I thought the headshots were beautiful. We are and talking, are. and we somehow get on the topic of those headshots and I had decided like I mean we're all our, our worst critics but that uh, just wasn't your style of a shoot for you right it they was, were beautiful pictures but they weren't what she was necessarily like in her head I guess thinking so Em and I are talking about it and she was like didn't you love those headshots and I just was like started shitting on them and I was like no I hate the way I look in them I have too much makeup on and I don't like this and I don't like that and I didn't like them and I want to reshoot and then Em's face just dropped we were on face time yeah I did I was like it just dropped and she was and then I felt bad because I was like oh this was her recommendation these are her friends the makeup artist and photographer are her friends I was like no they were so they were great and I'm sure you know the ones he took of you were beautiful and I just didn't like these and then M says I was like I paid for those for you as a present this whole time I had kept that secret but I like was so like I did that like I called them and it was like a whole thing so what had happened when I why I was inquiring about price then um M reached out to the photographer and said, Hey, I want to do this as a present for my friend. Because, yeah. And paid for it. But so she told me this over FaceTime and I never knew that. And, and I just for the I told when I called the makeup artist and photographer and told them what was going on, I'm like, she's like my best friend. We've been friends since we were 15, and I just want to do this for her right now. And like, and they were so excited too. They were like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like project, like secret, whatever. And during the shoot, they were texting me and they're like, 
and that's so I fun didn't and know she's that. gonna love it and I, we were all because we were like giddy kids like this was like so exciting that we were like just because you didn't know and like it was you know it's just fun when you're like doing this like fun special thing for you know a friend and, yeah and they were like she's awesome we love her and they were sending me actually like behind the scenes of you getting your makeup oh done oh my god I did yeah, not know I was that. so excited like when I was getting the text I was like yay like I'm so excited and so anyway now fast forward back I to did that's not- maybe why my face fell I was like and I did not know any of no. that that they were all. But you I weren't supposed to. I only said right. it when you said that because I just was like. So she told me, and then I felt awful because, uh, like, then I didn't want her to feel bad. But my initial reaction is like a visceral yes. thing that I could not help. So she tells me that she actually paid for that as a gift, and I just I could not she control got my face and my voice. And I got pissed and I felt so bad for getting pissed, but I couldn't control it. And I was just like, what? That is like charity. I'm going to yes. pay you back. I cannot accept and I was like, this. No. I can't believe I got so mad. I was and not expecting your reaction at all. She was. She was almost like shaking mad. I w- and I was I like, know. what the fuck? It's so crazy. And then I felt so bad because she was trying to do something nice for me that I would totally want to do for somebody else too. And um, I just, I don't know. Like that was yeah. another trigger for me. It was. Yeah. We had to say that for, because you were talking about your pride. Yes. But yeah, like I learned that the hard way. Oh. But, but no, but it was funny because it was literally like this like we oh. all three me and the photographer makeup artist were just because they're two of my really good friends so it, was, it so wasn't sweet. like we were like they weren't I would never do that with like strangers they got it because they're my friends and I explained yes. how close we were and but anyway it was oh. just, when you said that I, I do I just remember feeling like deflated but oh I know I felt so bad I'm so sorry okay. I no I, that was so sweet and I know that yes you're ours and presents are my thing like yeah. I get so excited like I want to give it to him now like yes. I, that's why I almost wanted to tell you like oh my god I did a thing like I just like I just I love people's expressions uh-huh. when they find <laughs> <laughs> your expression is not oh I wish I had video of that I, I wish I had recorded it I like, know because I was not expecting that and it was also like the face of somebody that was like so shocked horrified and mad but then like trying not to be I know but it was it was not coming oh my god! I just was like oh it was yeah I have a problem so anyway back to like uh when you're saying to have a man to call on for things I I feel like I need to fix this so anyway like I got in that totaled car accident didn't call for help I uh we had a lot of car issues actually this was all like right after the breakup within the first month where it would have been like probably fine for me to but like so it was in within that like first month of kind of breaking up when you're still kind of talking like talking the breakup out and um I didn't call him to help me with any of that stuff anyway my point being too like going through that breakup was so hard and it felt like I am not going to be able to not have this person in my life they are like they are next to my son like the person the person in my life my person um even though we didn't have that like really romantic physical side but otherwise like it but the other stuff is just I mean it is it is so important it is a lot um and there are people like marriages like my parents like they were never like I never saw them kiss each other when we were little they're not affectionate they never have been but they've been married for 50 years and I know that they're each other's best friends and they love each other and respect each other but I never grew up with that like they are not that way really no that's crazy 
crazy. But so I'm just saying there's partnerships there's, that last 50 years right. where there's not the butterflies and the like romance. And my dad's Dang. just not wired that way. My mom is, but she married somebody who isn't and made it work for her family. And, and that probably goes back to a generational thing where nowadays a woman would probably just like pick up and leave if she right. wanted what she needed. <laughs> yeah. But I know they're, they're each other's person. Wow. So but there's no romance. Oh, never has man. been. They Dang. can never listen to this. No, they won't. They probably can't figure out what podcasts are. Like, I'm actually, sure. I think I sent the link to my mom. Oh, so what? But she won't. She won't listen. But so the point I wanted to make, like, I know that at the beginning of a breakup or when it's imminent, it feels like impossible in a lot of ways and devastating. And expect to be devastated. You will be, yeah. but you will get through. And each day that passes gets easier. It's like what and you said in the last podcast, like you, when you were stuck in this relationship, you watched all the people that you knew uh-huh. go through multiple new dating, breakup, divorces, new dating, and, and they got through all of them. And you were like, okay, I'm watching people go through it and get through it. I'm, I'm literally going to have my entire dress <laughs> off in a minute. My dress is wet. No, I'm about to start my period, but that's probably it too. Didn't you just finish your period? Uh, almost three weeks. Well, it hasn't been that long. Like, I feel like you're on your period all the time. My periods are eight days long, and there's between two and a half and three weeks between. That's my average cycle is oh 26 days. It has been my whole life. Oh my god! Well, if and there's... they are every three weeks, and they last eight days. It's that bad. It takes over my life. Oh my gosh! For eight days, every two and a half to three weeks. Um, you kept asking why. I mean, it's the hormones. You think? Or well, you it's think the it's also the like hormones. 80 degrees in here, probably. I am dripping sweat. I'll turn the AC on. But, uh, no. I, oh, yes. I used to, okay, I stayed at N's house every night. And my dad and mom were very strict. And my dad was very, like, penny pincher. He still is. But he wouldn't let my mom, like, go shopping and buy all the cute clothes. I mean, my mom could buy us clothes. But N worked. But I would spend the night at N's house. And she would have all the cute crop tops and the cutest jeans. And her hair is like, what's, what's that scene in Bridesmaids where she's like, you look like a Disney princess and your hair smells like cinnamon. So I feel like I'm doing right now. <laughs> and and had like the fluffiest, most beautiful long hair and like perfect skin and like the perfect clothes and the perfect body. What? And she was on the drill team and she was, she was like a little perfect like teenage princess. She I like, did not know this, guys. I had no idea. Oh no. If, if you could draw like a perfect <gasps> little teenage princess and plop her into like, like a cut out like a uh, paper doll, that what? was N. Yes. Oh my gosh. I perfect d- hair, perfect body, perfect clothes. <gasps> And she worked to make that money to buy those clothes. She was a hostess at Applebee's, y'all. We used to go there all the time. That's right. I had no idea, guys. If I had only known. She was perfect. Aw, thanks, Anne. I did not know that. And her hair is still perfect, by the way, just so. No, I'm M is perfect. I'm not perfect. M is sitting here sweating bullets <laughs> through her dress. That is so crazy. So not quite. I had no idea that I was viewed in that light. Yes. Well, you thank were. you very much. She was a perfect teenage princess. Oh my god. It's like <laughs> my fantasy. My teenage fantasy. <laughs> she was. She was perfect. Is coming to fruition. I would stay at her house, but then even when I would try on her clothes, I was like, they're not the same on me. <gasps> No, M no, was. was M was prettier. No, you were the M model. And but, but modeling back in the nineties was different. They liked that weird like alien thing, and I didn't look normal. <laughs> 
I had like a weird face. Um, I, and was like the perfect teenage princess. I mean, like the drill team bow in the hair with a long, fluffy strawberry blonde and like the cute little crop top with the tiny little abs and waist and like the perfect jeans. And oh my God, what was your boyfriend's name? Z. No, before that, when I first met you, he had glasses. Rob. Yes! Oh, yes! What the fuck ever happened with that? I was, oh, I only. You were like embarrassed by him. I know. I kind of still am. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not. Y'all, we've got Uber Eats wine. I'm half a bottle in. I know, me too. How did this happen? Because we're excited. Because we got it too early. We're drinking too fast. Okay, we, need Uber Eats. A, we need to set a timer. Or so I that... can just order more Uber Eats wine. There's we solutions. Need... Oh my God, my back is wet. Okay, uh, I'm going to turn the AC on here in a second. As soon as we get to the end of the first thought <laughs> that we had. But wait, first, the boyfriend. <laughs> you name this podcast. <laughs> Two drunk middle-aged idiots. <laughs> I'm about to pee my pants. So, Annie, my dog's freaking out. It's all hell's breaking loose. Okay. <laughs> okay, we'll be back. Okay, so we were, we initially had started talking about, like, the idea of, Annie, stop it. No. When you've been maybe in a long relationship with somebody, not always, but mostly in a long relationship, and you're hanging on when you don't want to let go. And that took us on to all kinds of tangents. But I think the major point was that M is about to go through a breakup and like a bad one. It's going to hurt real bad. It's going to hurt really bad. It's somebody that she's been with that feels like family. That's her best friend. That's her go-to person. And she feels right now like she can't get to the other side of it. Like there's no way that she can move on. Okay. So M is about to go through this brutal breakup. And I was just trying to share that I've gone through a long-term relationship breakup and it feels like you can knock it to the other side, but you can't. And each day that you hold true to the idea that I have to move on from this, it gets easier and easier. And one thing I heard on, I don't know if it was a TED talk or some kind of talk, <laughs> you look really like drunk. Do you need <laughs> coffee or something? No, I'm just Are you sure? You're not about to fall asleep? No, you just said it like a TED talk. I'm just like focused. Okay, okay. Just oh my god, sure. my focus looks drunk. Okay. If you need coffee, let me know. No, I need food. I'm just like so intently it's listening. On, it's like, so the TED talk about like how to get over a broken heart and one of the, the main takeaway for me was when they said you tend to focus on the positive things about the You person. get reminiscent and like nostalgic nostalgic about like the good you you forget about the bad right you think about all the positive things like you drive by somewhere and I'm like oh my god that's where we had our first date that's where we did this that's where we did that but as soon as you see yourself going down that path you need to make a list and pull up the list anytime you're going down that path a list of the reasons that you are not a good fit for each other I don't want to say it's a shit talking list because it's not exactly that but it kind of is like if you're writing down down like that he did this 
he did that. This is how we have different views on this. This is where we're never gonna see eye to eye. This is every time this comes up, we like get toxic. You make that list and I mean, get, you know, get as petty as you need to get to get over it. If you need to be like, never gonna make enough money, doesn't clean up after himself. Like even if it sounds shitty, but anything that you had any kind of less than positive reaction to, you should write it down. Like I guarantee you when guys break up with girls and I know this for a fact and they make that list, they say shitty things. The reason I know this is because after my ex and I broke up once about the 10 year ago breakup or one of the many year ago breakups, I don't even know if you know this story, M. So my ex and I had multiple breakups, you know, and one that was probably a decade ago. We had a breakup, but then we kept we kept hanging out, seeing together like every weekend. And so I felt like, as I've mentioned on here before, I don't feel good about like sleeping with somebody and then like going out and dating somebody else. So it was really weird because we I thought we'd broken up, but then this is what happens when you try to stay friends with an ex. We'd end up hanging out, drinking, sleeping together, etc. And he kept saying that I was like the the only woman he wanted to be with, and he wanted me back. Da da da. So we kept doing this thing, and he kept saying how he only wanted me. And then I like what end up sleeping with him, and then so I was not dating anybody else. We were driving together one day. I get a text from our mutual friend who is on Match.com at the time. Sends me a screenshot and says I think this is your boyfriend he was active on match.com while he was sleeping with me every week telling me that I was the only person he wanted to be with and then he told me if I ever dated anybody else or thought about dating anybody else even though we we're supposedly broken up said if you ever think about dating anybody else or talk to anybody else and if you don't tell me about it I will consider it a deception of our friendship Whoa. So that made me in this mindset, now I feel ridiculous about it, but in that mindset made me feel like, well, no, I don't want to like betray our entire relationship and you as a friend. So when we were supposedly broken up and still doing the sleeping together, hanging out thing every week. What the fuck? Yes. So I wasn't talking to anybody else because I would have felt like an asshole that whole time he was saying, I need. And he was on Match.com? Yes. So he Are was, you fucking kidding me? No. I needed to disclose everything to him, but he felt like it was fine to held secret that he was on Match.com. So our I friend mean, sent me that screenshot while I was driving in the passenger seat. With, well, I was in the car with him. He was driving. I was in the passenger seat. And I, my jaw, like, more than hits the floor. And I'm like, pull over. And I show him it. And I'm like, what the fuck? And by the way, he was fudging his age by 10 years. Are you fucking kidding? Yeah. So I was like, what the fuck is this? And he goes, well, you're the one that broke up with me. And I was like, that's what X said to me. We have been sleeping together and you've been telling that's me. That's what X said to me. We really? We were sleeping together and he was like, well, you broke up with me. And so he felt like he could do whatever and not tell mm-hmm. you about it, but he wanted you to tell him about everything. Him. This is a common thread with men. Everything. Which, I had to answer all the questions, which, but he didn't have to answer any of them. He lied to me, but I didn't lie to him and he knew all the names the people's faces was able to throw it in my face because I was honest when it came to his dating he was like 
No, no. That actually will lead to a tangent of another topic I want I to mean, talk about. I mean, motherfucker. But, yes. So, yeah, and he acted like that was, he acted like it was not a thing. He was like, no. But the reason I go there, okay. So, after that incident, we still continue to do our fucked up situation thing. I don't know why I did it. I know it sounds so fucked up. But there was one night, okay, it was just after that. So, I was feeling like all like weirded out by that. He spent the night at my house and and he was there and his phone was there and his phone like lit up with a text. Uh, so I, okay, I admit it. I, I opened his phone and not only had he been texting other women that he met on match.com, which I like looked at the numbers and put them in my phone and then I would have done the oh, same. And then I called this person from my phone. I would have multiple done the times. Same. Uh, but there was also, I don't know why I went to the notes section of his phone and I saw a headline that said crazy and I read it and it was a shit list about me. It said not a good actress, not gonna age well. Wait, 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 wait. There's more. No. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, what? There's a lot to unpack here. He said not a good actress? Oh, yes, in his. He said not gonna age well? Yes. Wait, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> no. Oh, that's not even all of it. M. I don't I don't know what to say right now. Like I'm flabbergasted. The title of the note was crazy. So it was like I'm crazy. So it was talking about how I am crazy. I am not a good actress. I'm never going to be successful. I'm not going to age well. That was the bad list about me and I I saw it. And uh, I was looking at and I just started like tears. Like I just started bawling. And he- I would have not cried. I would have gotten like the fire in me to like get a knife and go like gut him. It was, I don't remember what all was on there. There was a lot. Uh, so I was like crying and woke him up and I was like, I was like hungover, like drunk hungover too. And um, I was like, what the fuck? I know, I know him saying that about me. Me? But not aging well? Uh-huh. I'm sorry, I just took personal offense to that. Yeah, look at him. Do you think he's aged well? Excuse me. It was like a fucked up situation from the get-go. But I saw that and I was like, oh my god. So he wrote that shit list about me and I saw it and I asked him about it and he was just like, he tried to justify like the whole when he was talking to somebody else that I had told him I was done, but he was still fucking me. And I was like, dude, you told me that if I was talking to anybody else, it would be a betrayal. So I assumed it went both ways. And if I knew you were talking to other people, I would not have you spend the night at my fucking house. And he still acted like he didn't know what, why that was what a problem. What the fuck did those girls get out of his situation? Oh, I don't think he actually hooked up with anybody. I think he lied and was like, I don't think he, I doubt that he ever actually met up with anybody even though a couple of times he told me that he did and then later in the future told me oh that he had lied about that he really hadn't and he just was trying to get a rise out of me but with that like crazy hate list when I brought it to him and he was like I did not mean any of that stuff it was just like it was so painful for me when you broke up with me like I had to try to think of reasons to hate you because I couldn't get past this at the same time when he just spent the night with me the night before mother fucker yeah it was it was that was something I could not forget that is something where you're like peeking inside and I know it was probably wrong of me to look at his phone okay I admit that but when you peek 
into somebody's brain and you see some of the things that they think that they've never told you about, you can't forget that. You can't unknow. You can't unknow that. You can't unknow it. No. And I'm sorry. And I do like at this point, honestly, and like now I, I do think that he has changed and I do care a lot about him and I do not wish anything bad on him. I wish him success and happiness. I do. But I know that he was making that list because he was having a hard time with the breakup, but I'm just saying it was hard to see at that time. Also, that wouldn't have been an issue if he had, like, tried to man up at any point. Oh, are they here? Okay. It is our lunch break. Okay, so that's when our food delivery came, and we ate, and then pretty much passed out. And so I never got to kind of wrap up that thought. But what I was trying to say is that I understand why he made that list. I I get it, and I 100% understand that it was wrong of me to look for it. I think I was just desperately looking for something that would finalize the ending of this relationship because I knew it had gotten so toxic for me and not good for him either. It was really unhealthy for both of us at this point. We both were doing things that I think we feel really bad and embarrassed about and would never do again. I would never violate somebody's privacy like that now. And looking back at this relationship, it it really brought out the worst in both of us, I think. Um, in retrospect, I understand why somebody would make a list like that. And I think the part of it that was the most upsetting was that he was trying all these ways to move on by putting himself out there to date other people and making this list of reasons to hate me. But then at the same time, and wanting to have his cake and eat it too, by still getting to spend time with me and sleep with me. But then I did not feel like he was granting me that same kind of permission to move on. And I know this was a controlling relationship. That's totally clear to me now. But when you're on the inside of a controlling relationship is really hard to see at the time. Um, So I think that's where the betrayal was. That's where I felt the betrayal was that he felt like he, he could do whatever he needed to do to move on. And it was this combination of trying to find somebody else to date, trying to find ways to hate me, but still getting to sleep with me in the meantime. And, and then not only not granting me the freedom to do what I had to do to get over the breakup, but consciously trying to hold me and control me in this place. And um, anyway, again, I just want to say, like, I have no hard feelings for this person at this point. And I know he could probably tell as many stories about me at my very, very worst. Um, I I love this person. I care about him. I honestly really wish him the best. Um, but to kind of bring this full circle, the reason that whole list thing came up is when we were talking about how to get over a broken heart. And the one thing I found very valuable from that TED Talk was making that list and not a list where you're necessarily like just ripping the person apart, but just reminding yourself of the moments that you knew this wasn't the relationship for you, of the moments and the the reasons why you know that there is a better fit for both of you. So that's my advice. Um, and that's all I got. So um, thanks for, wow, pushing through that drunken struggle bus 
with us. Um, but we will see you again really soon. We love you. Bye.